Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry and author in residence at Midwestern Seminary. And I'm here, as always, every month or so, <laughs> since we never see each other, I suppose, with my friend, my colleague, and co-host, Ross Ferguson. I'm trying to remember what's your middle... I don't have a middle name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we talked about this yeah. before. I wanted to say Ross P. Ferguson. I don't know why. No. Maybe like Percival or something? <laughs> you need a good middle initial. No, I've got no middle a... initial. Okay. How you been, brother? I... I'm, I would say tired. Okay. I, I get that. Yeah. I feel but that. Life has been good, but this year, this semester, this kind of just season of life has had ups and downs in terms okay. of energy wise. Yeah. And we're just in that season of feeling quite tired as well at times. Our kids even are, are feeling it now. You know, I think, I think <laughs> okay. they need the semester to finish, you know, mm. every morning, everyone's like morning, everyone, oh, morning. So yeah. there's, there's definitely... Tones of needing a bit of a break. So. Well, this episode comes out mm-hmm. the week before, I guess, Christmas break and graduation. and mm-hmm. Well, two weeks, I suppose, yeah, before so the schedule. So we're, still, we're hitting the home stretch get, get in there. theoretically. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Christmas for, for multiple reasons. But one of the bigger reasons is that my mother comes over. Yeah. And she's coming for a couple of weeks. And so that is just code for Miriam and I don't have to do everything. <laughs> so, you know, that's so funny. You, you, so this morning, because we're going to be out of town for Thanksgiving, I gave a uh, key to one of our residents. He and his mm-hmm. wife are going to be, you know, house sitting for us. And it has this little keychain. He goes, uh-huh. what is this? It says Loch Ness on it. And I said, do you know who gave me that? Mrs. Pat, this is from Ross's mother who uh-huh. gave me this keychain with Loch Ness on it and some other Loch Nessy things. Yeah. So it was sweet. I was thinking about your mother this morning and yeah. her kindness. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful she's coming to take charge for a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm doing great. Not that you asked, but no. I'm doing. <laughs> well, you always get in with the first question. So is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Maybe next time. Next time I'll pause. You have to introduce pause and then I ask. Okay. And then you'll say, you you, you can take it from there. I can take yeah, it from I'm there. Yeah. I just get r- rolling. You know, we just watched this movie last night that I have to share because I... I've, I did see your post about I do it. the occasional movie re- mm-hmm. review on here. And we talked about Jesus Revolution, mm-hmm. which is the best Christian movie, which is not saying a whole lot. <laughs> Easy. Because there's not really good ones. But yeah, but I did like that. I mentioned the movie Past Lives mm-hmm. on here, which is an early Oscar contender. Still in my top 10 for the year. But my number one movie now, favorite movie of the year, is called Dreamin' Wild. Totally flew under the radar. It's based on a true story. Mm. I'd never heard of these guys, but it's these two brothers who recorded an album when they were 15 and 17 years old, farmer's sons in Washington State, and one of them very gifted musically, and recorded an album that they just produced, I guess, locally or independently. Didn't really do anything. Mm. 30 years later, so they're they're in their mid-40s or like late 40s, 30 years later, some guy finds this album in a record store someplace, listens to it and goes, this is amazing, and begins to share it with like vinyl collectors mm-hmm. and things. And it becomes this underground hit, which becomes now an above ground hit. And the New York Times, all these people are showing up to find these guys. One of them is just like, he, he runs a recording studio in mm-hmm. Washington and is barely, you know, he, he and his wife perform. In, they're like wedding singers and yeah. things like that. The other brother just is still working the farm, you know, with, with their dad. And they're thrust into the limelight. So that's the true story. The movie is so beautiful. Mm. 
And it plays. This is the reason I think that you'll like it. It feels like a Christian movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best Christian movie that's not a Christian movie. So it's so uncynical mm. despite some of the setbacks and things that it covers. First of all, it's clean. I mean, it's PG. Mm. I counted one, I think, profane word. But it's PG, not even PG-13. It's mm. PG, and it, but it's a movie for grownups, which, like, who makes those, yeah. right? So there's nothing, you know, terrible in it. You can easily watch it with your whole family, you know, with, you know, older kids, I suppose, who would be interested. Yeah, so it's clean, but it's totally uncynical. It's so mm. sweet. Every time you think, like, oh, this is going to go sideways or this is something yeah. terrible is going to happen, there's a little bit of conflict in it because, it, you know, it wouldn't be a good story if there wasn't some conflict, mm. but— no, it like takes the left turn when you think it was yeah. going to go a different way. And, you know, when there's a blow up, somebody goes and apologizes. And when, yeah. they, you know, the dad who you think is going to be like this gruff, like, oh, you kids with your stupid music. <laughs> now he's like, I believe in you. You've got a gift. I'm going to like sell off half the farm to support this thing that may not go anywhere because I love you and believe in you. Like what? I mean, this is just unbelievable. Yeah. And the performances are great. It's Casey mm-hmm. Affleck. You know, Academy Award winner, Casey Affleck, Walton Goggins are the brothers, and they're just incredible. Mm. So the writing, like, I would put it as, like, just slightly above average writing. It's not killer, but the acting makes it so good. Mm. It kind of tells me, like, what would happen if they took a Christian movie, <laughs> had a little bit more money. Yeah. You wouldn't even have to, like, get a great writer, but just a slightly better writer. It wouldn't have to be great, just slightly better but then spent the bulk of the budget and got Casey Affleck <laughs> and Walton Goggins and Bo Bridges and Zoe Deschanel, put them in Fireproof, and suddenly Jared Wilson's going, you know what, Fireproof, man, that's the number one movie of the year. Well, I was thinking the more you the more you keep talking about this, the more yeah. you're talking yourself into liking Christian movies. <laughs> so you It's know. just so uncynical. Like, yeah. it, it has the sincerity of a Christian movie yeah. where, honestly, if the acting wasn't what it was yes. and— Honestly, some of the subject matter, what it was talking about, this guy who gave up on his dream, mm. you know, at, there's one part where he's speaking to the to the guy who shows up on their doorstep and is like, I want to reprint this album and, and put you on tour. And Casey Affleck's character is like, man, for 30 years, I just, mm. this, this was dead. Like, I put yeah. that in my rearview mirror. And he says something like, you put your heart and soul into something and then nobody likes it. Yeah. Wow. From a, a creative standpoint, an artist standpoint, or even just a ministry standpoint. Yeah. Like, I, I almost teared up. Like, yeah. the way he delivers the line, and I just thought, I feel that, man. Yeah. You put everything into something, and then the response is just kind of like, eh. I think we need some of these movies every so often, though, because yeah. it's interesting that the type of big blockbuster movies, I, I was reading just two or three days ago that they were saying Marvel movies still pull in a lot of money, but we're kind of in a superhero drudge of yes. just we don't really want another superhero movie because we know they're not real mm-hmm. I think I think we're being fed storylines that are cool but they're not real I think we like deep down real things yeah. real movies I was trying to remember oh we we watched A Million Miles Away with the with okay. the girls okay. it is about the first migrant worker from Mexico to the States that went into space Oh, and oh yeah. Okay. Again, it's it's a real it's based on a true story. There, you know, he applies to NASA multiple times. And again, there's the same thought. There's a real emotion there of of rejection and you know, you're rooting for the guy. Yeah. Um and there's moments in the story that, that are based on the true story of what, what happened, 
and you know sitting with the girls we watched it as a whole family because my girls are really interested in space and things and it's interesting we've watched all of star wars with with our girls and they love it they yeah. you know love that but this movie you know this is a guy who really did it he really did it and you could hear a pin drop like amongst our girls mm. because they were watching something real and it was tangible and it was emotional it was authentic and again the writing wasn't absolutely phenomenal and there were scenes that you were kind of going eh, okay that could have been better but because of the authenticity so i would yeah. recommend uh, a million miles away yeah it's good so we're thankful for <laughs> wow these uh these good, works of art good job there well i, I will tell you <laughs> i mean good segue. Dream, so dreaming wild is a movie that I, I recommend and it made me thankful i just mm. halfway through i was like this movie is breaking my heart in all the best ways i just mm. love it and i texted a friend i was like you got to you, you got to watch this right now cuz it's this is just killing me and when it was done i just thought i'm thankful that this thing exists mm. it just it was the right thing at the right time for me and that's what we're talking about right yeah. now is an attitude of thanksgiving a spirit of thanksgiving this is scheduled to come out thanksgiving week i'm picturing people in the midst of their family gatherings i know we have people all over the world who listen and who don't always do thanksgiving but um you know i know it's not a global <laughs> holiday but the spirit of thanksgiving is a global need <laughs> and it certainly is a spiritual discipline it is a universally christian yes. need so i see you're saving yourself there well i'm just saying that get out but i'm picturing the person yeah. who in the middle of this week even if they're not you know celebrating a, a holiday per se is just man they're struggling they're burdened they feel exhausted. I met with somebody this morning who's just, man, he says, I feel pulled all over the place and there's just so much going on and mm. feel overwhelmed. It's hard to be still and focus. And that's a very common experience. But mm. if you are celebrating the Thanksgiving week, sometimes it's hard in the middle of the holiday <laughs> to feel thankful because you're trying to figure out how long does this turkey got to thaw and when yeah. is grandma coming in and these I got to spend time with these people. You know? yeah. So let's talk about how do you cultivate Yep. A spirit of thankfulness. Yeah, I'm going to actually start with the, <laughs> this okay. will surprise you, All right. the negative side. Okay. Um, so <laughs> you'll understand why. Mm -hmm. Scottish people are inherently negative. Here's the thing. When we talk about a spirit of thanksgiving, when we talk about being thankful, often it can lead people to feel guilty, you know, because they don't feel thankful or something's going on in their life that yeah, is okay. just a struggle. So I want to just start there and say, a spirit of thanksgiving should not come out of a guilt trip. This is not okay. about us saying, be thankful, because you should be thankful. Get out of your rut. You know, <laughs> okay, this is right. not a legalistic well, command. I'm crossing or half my notes because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh dear. No, no. Uh, but I, I think life is hard. Life is real. There are going to be family relationships even this week that you're going to struggle with. Maybe you're coming into this week and you are just generally feeling down. And I kind of want to say, okay, take that to the Lord. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying wallow in your self-pity and not saying wallow in those <laughs> issues. I'm also not saying be thankful, get that smile on your face and just pull yourself together. Yeah. I'm saying we can take these things to the Lord. So, so my starting point is this episode, don't hear this as a guilt trip. This is not about saying pull up your bootstraps and it's time to just get on with life. This is saying there's actually things you can do that will help you in this time. Yeah. That will help you and almost train your mind to think in a thankful way, even when you're in hardship. And here's here's my first thing. This is my and it comes from a verse. We've we've quoted this verse before in the podcast. One Thessalonians five eighteen. Hey, uh, I've got that in my notes. Yeah, I didn't cross just it take off. it. Go ahead. I'm taking yeah, all your notes. That's all right. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The will of God for you right now is for you to give thanks. 
So even if you're going through hardship, even if there's difficulty with family members, even if you walk through into that Thanksgiving meal and you just look at that table with everybody around it and you think, oh, here we go. I'm not really sure if I can cope with this. The will of God for you in that moment is to give thanks. So it's time to train your mind, to transform your mind through the gospel to think differently. That actually God's will, even in those tough moments, is for you to be thankful. And so now the question is, what can you be thankful for? Not, should I be thankful? It's the will of God. How can I be thankful through Christ? It's now, what am I thankful for? And it might be just the fact that you actually can walk into a room with people there. There's many people that won't have anybody or maybe you don't have anybody and you can be thankful for the quietness and the stillness to be able to to come before your Lord and Savior and actually talk yeah. with him and commune with him. But it is the will of God for you to be thankful in all things. It's not a guilt trip, but that's almost a, an assurance that God knows where you are and his plan is for you to be thankful. Yeah, it was the first thing I thought of as you were saying, it's not, you know, a guilt trip or you've got to be, you know, pull yourself out of this rut and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Instinctually, I was thinking, oh, but, but it's commanded, mm. you know, rejoice in all things, right? Yeah. Be thankful in all circumstances. Rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. So it is a commandment, but what we're talking about is what's the the root yes. of our response to that yes. is not, all right, I've got to Guilt, force myself or I've yeah. got to somehow figure out how to be thankful, but actually seeing, putting our minds on the, you mm. know, on the right things, therefore our heart will follow. I, I mean, I just very simply— say to start with prayer. Mm. Like it's hard. Like I don't feel thankful when I'm just occupied in my own thoughts because I'm just so, I guess, uh, drunk on my own self-sufficiency maybe, Mm. or I'm just maybe stressed out or anxious. But when I come to the Lord in prayer, when I'm mindful enough to do that, I am reminded of like, oh, I need to thank God for these things, right? I don't walk around with just a heart of thankfulness. And so in prayer, it's like, oh, thank you, God for mm. what you've done for me and and not just, you know, provisionally, but especially in Christ, yeah. right? So right yeah. now I may be struggling with seeing where your provision is or, you know, the material things you may provide, but we can thank him for our daily bread. Yes. There may be somebody who's listening to this who is very hungry and, and, and struggling to find food, but probably the vast majority of our listeners, you may not have a lot of food or a lot of money, but you probably don't have to worry about where your next meal's coming from, mm. perhaps. And that's something to be thankful for. Yeah. yeah, thank you for this daily bread. Yeah, you, you provided this. You take care of me. I'm alive and breathing today. Yeah, I may be in pain, but I can be thankful. I think when we're not praying, we kind of stifle or, or subdue yeah. thankfulness. Yeah, in our hearts, right? Colossians four two says, "Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving." Or Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So Paul's connecting prayer and thanksgiving as almost like they come hand in hand. I was actually going to pick up on that. Don't be anxious about anything because there is a tension there where what Paul's saying is, well, you are anxious about something. That's that's why I'm having to say this. That's right. Yeah. And, And you remove that anxiety by coming to the Lord in prayer and in thankfulness. And so I want to say, hold that tension, you know, in some senses, we know that you are anxious about something in life. And it might be just the time of year, the stresses that that are occurring, and maybe you feel overwhelmed this year, as we were saying earlier, feeling pulled in lots of different directions, the stress of traveling, whatever it may be, there is an anxiety there. And, And what Paul is saying is the tension is how much attention do you give that anxiety compared to bringing that before the Lord and saying Lord, I am thankful that I can ask 
would you deal with this anxiety? It, it exists in me. It's yeah. there. Would you take it from me? Or if you don't take it from me, would you help me be content to hold this tension of thankfulness and, and anxiety at the same time? And I, I've said this before in, in relation to certainly big family events. A lot of people don't actually find them particularly easy. Right. And it's okay to hold that tension off. You know, I am going into this feeling anxious, but I am grateful and thankful that I can go to the Lord and say, would you hold my anxiety? Would would you take that for me now so that I can walk into this room thankful? And so maybe you're not happy and thankful about anything in the room, but you're thankful that the Lord can hold that tension for you. Here's just a really simple, practical thing. I try to think of, imagine if this was not here okay. and that helps me be thankful. So just even as simple as, you know, um, recently I was, I've been a bit frustrated. I've been driving a lot. I like to walk. I prefer to walk. And, and just recently for busyness sake I've, I've had to drive rather than walk and just thinking well rather than being ungrateful and, and frustrated take the car away imagine if I didn't have that car yeah well that would be frustrating <laughs> you yeah. know or just imagine if I wasn't this busy and I am holding this tension at the minute I'm quite tired at the minute a lot's going on but just imagine if my life wasn't full take it all away I don't want that either so, and I think it helps you by just removing the circumstance and just thinking, imagine my life if this wasn't here and you'll very quickly jump to the positive. Oh, I'll get some peace or I'll get some rest or I don't have to worry about that. But push past that immediate reaction. And what you'll start to find is actually you're really thankful that you have that issue. I'm really thankful that I have been driving all over the place recently because actually it's made me realize someone gave us this car yeah. and now I'm really thankful for them. And suddenly <laughs> I'm moving from a place of frustration of driving anywhere, everywhere to, well, if I wish this car away and I wish to walking, then I wish them giving this car to us away. And then I'm almost kind of saying their sacrifice of doing that isn't really worth it. And, and slowly but surely you walk yourself into a negative tone and realize, actually, I don't want any of that. I'm thankful that I'm this busy and I have a car to use. Yeah. So just imagine these things not there, you know, okay. uh, and that helps me. And that's probably my personality. No, that's I, good. I go to the negative and then the positive yeah. comes out. Well, it, it, it's complementary, I think, with my next sort of practice is just to slow down. Mm. I'm not operating in a spirit or, or attitude of Thanksgiving when I'm just constantly going. I'm just reacting to yeah. things. And again, like, even in the midst of a holiday, I find this happening, especially at Christmas time too. The whole month just sort of flies by yeah. because we're going to go to the parties, we're going to go to the services, and we're going to make plans, we got the family. And the whole idea of like, I'm waiting for the spirit of Christmas to set in, <laughs> and it can't because I'm just going, 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 yeah. and I'll just sit still and be. Yeah. And I think even to be thankful, you know, this week or just on a daily basis, on a regular yeah. basis, means slowing down, being still. So, you know, the daily practice that I have, like, to go outside, to sit down, no matter, even if it's, like, 20 below zero, I I go out in my garage. Like, I just sit outside. It's helpful to me. And I did this yesterday. We just, it's been super busy. We just got home from 11 days on the road. I'm about to leave tomorrow for another four days on the road, home one day, gone for another 12 days on the road. So, like, I'm home three or four days this whole month. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just crazy. And so in the day that while I was home, I went and sat down. Yeah. And the first thing I thought to say was, thank you, Lord, for these opportunities. Yeah. Because when I'm not still and in, in, in thinking of you, I'm just, I feel overwhelmed by them. Yes. Or, you know, even worse, perhaps to begin to think, yeah, look what I'm doing. You know, what a yeah. big deal I am. I get yeah. to do all this cool stuff. And yeah, I'm kind of a hot shot kind of thing. But if I'm sitting there just by myself, I'm kind of shrunk down to my, mm. my, my proper proportion before the Lord. 
and it prompts me to go, thank you, God, for yeah. this, you know, provision. Thank you for these opportunities. Thank you for the opportunity to just sit here and talk to you. I think yeah. slowing down yeah. helps us along these lines. And my next practical one, it's a kind of a little bit along those lines of taking everything in, in stock in front of you without looking through a camera lens. Okay. So this is something oh, I've okay. had to work through personally. Yeah, I like this. Of just, you know, all oh, the families here, get the cameras out, <laughs> you know, looking through it. Oh, yeah. look, there's one of the children enjoying a gift picture. Okay, everyone at the table, let's take a picture. You know, a social media post, this is what we're doing. We've talked on the podcast before about one of my kids getting roller skates. You know, lots of videos, lots of pictures. And what that does is you view the things you're thankful for through a filter. Yeah. And that filter is social media. That filter is sharing with others. That filter is editing videos, taking out, you know, the falling off the roller skates so that people don't watch that. <laughs> You're right. picking the right picture. You've taken five pictures of the Thanksgiving table. You've picked the right one. You've edited it to make it look just so. I'm not against social media, but I'm, I'm saying thankfulness can often be reduced when you're viewing it through a lens of something. And that lens can often be quite literally your camera lens. So this is something I've I've worked quite hard on when we have events at our house, when we when we host, when we do Thanksgiving things or Christmas things, I try to reduce down how much I'm, one, posting about it and two, how many pictures I'm taking. Mm. I like to have a couple of memories. We, we're, we live abroad, so families like to see pictures of what we're doing, but I try to reduce it down of just a couple of snaps and, the, and then just enjoy yeah. what's there. And I would say our phones are causing us to see everything as a quick thing and a thing that must be shared with others. And then as soon as you share it with others, you see what they're doing. Their table's bigger, <laughs> yeah. their food's better, their trip is is bigger. And, you know, you're sitting here going, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only home three days this month. That's crazy. I'm just thankful that the Lord gives me these three days. Others might go, well, I've never been anywhere. And and mm. that's because we play it through social media and, and life. And, and what I would want to say is, is simplifying this all down. Be thankful what, for what's in front of you. And don't worry about what other people are doing. What's in front of you is, again, coming back to what I was saying, it's the will of God for you to be thankful for the things that are right there in front yeah. of you. And sometimes your kids are going to drive you absolutely crazy, but they're right in front of you. Don't compare them to other people's kids. You'll look at your table and you think, this year we could only afford this, but that's what you have. And that's what you can be thankful for. Maybe this year you're on your own for the holidays and you're struggling with that. But think back about all the times the Lord has blessed you over the over these years and think about how you might be able to bless others right in this moment in time, even just with a message or, or something like that. Try and avoid living your life through a camera lens and living your life through a social media comparison because I think that brings an ungratefulness yeah. and it tarnishes our thankfulness without us sometimes even realizing it's happening. And we only realize it when we get to the end of the day and we think, oh, I'll just go th work my way through social media. Actually, I don't want to look at that because I'm looking at everybody else. Yeah, I don't want to end my day on social media. I want to end my day with my family, with with the Lord, with my wife, with whatever we're doing. Mm. So it, <laughs> in some senses, I'm saying I'm thankful for what I have. Couldn't care less what other people are doing. <laughs> I do care. I'm yeah. just trying to say, I think that's what robs us of thankfulness when we, when we live our lives through the camera lens and through social media. Well, it's the idea, like when everything's mediated through, you know, the lens or the, you know, you have this ideal experience that you mm -hmm. think you're capturing or that you want to be a part of that detaches you from what you're actually a part yep. of. And 
I think even enjoying the the ideal moments when they happen. Yeah. Because you're like waiting for this moment to capture on a phone and communicate that. You actually miss being in the ideal yes. moment when it occurs, you know. You see um, that in yeah. concerts now. If you see pictures now yeah. of, of, of concerts and, and, everyone's, and holding like, a phone. everyone's holding a phone, everyone's looking through a phone. Mm. I remember when King Charles was crowned. Okay. It was just everyone in the rows were just holding their phone, videoing it because you've got, you got to capture the yeah. history and you're sitting there going, you're in the but history. You're, there. you're, you're there. actually there. <laughs> you don't need to say to your grandchildren in the future, here's a picture of me. Yeah. You know, in some sense, this is more impressive to say, oh, I don't have a picture. I was just there. I was yeah. in the moment. I could yeah. see it. So yeah, you don't need the physical memory when you have yeah. the experience. Here, here's my last word of advice for those who struggle with an attitude or, or spirit of Thanksgiving. Make a list. Yeah. As, wow. as simple, yeah. as practical as that. Sit down and make a list, like literally write down yeah. or type out the things that you're thankful for. And I think mm-hmm. once you get going, you'll realize like, oh, I don't have enough time actually, yeah. pages to fill these things. My wife does a great job of this. She has sort of a gratitude list that she keeps on going. She did it for a while on social media, actually, where what she would post every day is just one thing I'm thankful for. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's her way of putting something positive out on social media, but also it was a discipline for herself of like, for me to cultivate an attitude of Thanksgiving means being mindful of what I have that I should be thankful for. And the way, the practical way to do this is literally to make a list. Mm. And so every day I journal or write down, this is the thing that I'm thankful for today. I know there are things out there like thankfulness journals or gratitude Mm. journals that are designed to help you do this. And if you need one of those, that that's great. But if, if you're struggling in this area, Uh, I don't even know what I should be thankful for. I bet if you sat down and just started thinking and literally writing these things down, you would run out of time and and ink if you just kept going. You go for the writing. My last one will be verbal. Okay. Uh, Tell people that you're thankful for them. You'll be surprised at how much joy that brings to see someone, someone's reaction. And I'm not saying fake it. I'm saying the people that you're really thankful for, your family members, your friends, your colleagues, you know, send them a message, phone them up. You know, just even one of our pastors recently sent me a message. And and again, it was just, it is so encouraging to receive that. So not only are you showing your thankfulness, but you're almost rewarded by their reaction. And so your thankfulness is increased. Mm. I'm preaching from from this recording in, in a couple of weeks about Paul's thankfulness for Philemon. And again, just hearing the words, I am thankful for you. I am thankful that you did this. I am thankful that you gave this. So as you're writing these things down, just consider who's in your life that you're thankful for. And don't just write them down. Go and tell them. Yeah. Just say the simple words, I am thankful for you. I am thankful that you have done this or I've said this. And that it kind of realizes it for yourself when you, when you audibly say it. And and I know that even just within my marriage with, with Miriam, being able to say, thank you for doing that. You know, I, I'm really grateful that you did that. I'm, I'm thankful for you today. Mm. There, there's something special in seeing it out loud to people. And so delight in that. Listener, we're thankful for you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you're thankful for us, <laughs> you could give us a good review wow. on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You may hear your review on this very program. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.